Okay. Praise y'all. Today's message, we're going to be talking about true worship. True worship. Worship, to bow down, to prostrate oneself before Yah. The modern Hebrew, Shaka, Shaka, H7812, to depress or prostrate, bow down, crouch, humbly beseech to do obeisance. That's worship. That's worship. So, our first scripture, Genesis 22nd chapter. Verse 5. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide, abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Genesis 17. Verse 9. And Yah said to Abraham, unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. So, the reason why I'm bringing this in is because it's, I'm, a, I'm forming a pattern. The, the scriptures form patterns all through the Bible, particularly the law and the prophets. It forms patterns. So the first pattern is Abraham. Well, not, not the first pattern, but the pattern I want to bring out in this particular um, subject. True worship. So... Let's go to Genesis 26. And the pattern will begin to emerge. Genesis 26, 1 through 5. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac went unto Abimelech king of the Philistines unto Gerar 
And Yahweh appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because, here you go, that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Patterns are starting to merge now, right? Worship. Talking about true worship. Okay. Right? You, oh, you ain't got your notepad. Want to get a notepad? Oh, it's okay. I'll let you, I'll let you copy what I got, okay? So, um, write down Romans, the fourth chapter, verse three. Galatians, the third chapter, verse six. James, the second chapter, verse 23. So, I want to go to Romans real quick. Romans, the fourth chapter, verse three. You got it? Okay. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed Yah, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Um, James, second chapter. Verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed Yah, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called 
the friend of Yah. So it shows how close Abraham was to Yah. You got to be some kind of close for, for the Most High to refer you as a friend. <laughs> That's some kind of close. That shows you his commitment. That shows you his undying faithfulness. That at no time that the, that the Most High called him, that he ever doubted the Most High. Never doubted. Never hemmed or hawed. Whatever the Most High said to do, he did. And you've seen in Genesis 26, he kept. Now you got to look at this. He kept the char his charge, the, the Most High's charge. Kept. His commandments. Same ones that Yah spoke to the nation of Israel when they came out of Egypt. Same ones. And his laws. So if Abraham kept the law, statutes, and commandments and judgments of the Most High, what does that say about those things? that they are eternal. They were from the beginning. They didn't come into existence at the time of the Exodus. It's the same law that brought the world into existence. The same word, same power that brought the world into existence. Everything that we see, the sun, moon, stars, trees, plants, animals, the same power. Abraham was taught by his great, 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 grandfather Shem Shem was taught by Noah the Bible proclaims that Noah was a perfect man in his generation in his time that he lived on earth he was a perfect man before the Most High he kept the laws of the Most High that's true worship so in the definition, you see the physical acts of worship. Bowing down, prostrating yourself. Prostrate means you lie flat, completely on the ground. When I was in the military, they called it the prone position or prostrate, where you lie down flat and you hold your weapon in your hand while you're lying on the ground and you you learn to aim from that position. It keeps you low to the ground and enemies, it's hard to shoot you. That's, that's prostrate. To just lay yourself out before the most high. Flat on the ground. But when you 
learn to obey and give yourselves to the laws of Yah, it creates something in your mind. There's a spiritual and mental prostration, hum, humility, humility. It brings about a humbleness of mind that's acceptable to the Most High. Okay. Exodus. The 20th chapter. 1 through 5. Yah spake all these words, saying, I am Yahweh thy Almighty, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So, real quickly, Egypt in Scripture, all through Scripture, you see where. The Most High is all constantly refreshing in their mind that he brought them out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. From the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. From the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. So it's, it's, it's giving you a picture, a synonymous attribute of Egypt, bondage, which is sin. Bondage is sin. Sin is bondage. I'm not going to go really in de a whole detail in that, but you see that throughout this. If you learn the script, if you study the scripture enough, you'll see that pattern. That Egypt is bondage. Any bondage that we're in is because of sin. Israel went into bondage after they came out of Egypt, they went back into bondage, back into bondage, back into bondage because they did what they said they wasn't going to do. Out of the house of bondage, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I am Yahweh thy almighty am a jealous almighty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me 
and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Now watch this. Exodus 34. This is going to give you an exact explanation of what I just read. The second commandment. No graven images. Exodus 34, verse 13 and 14. But ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. For thou shalt worship no other God, for Yahweh, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous Almighty. We think it's all right to do a lot of things that the Most High is like not pleased with. We don't take an account to a lot of things that we do that the Most High is just not pleased with. We got to get to the place where where it said in Romans. Um, By the renewing, what's that scripture? By the renewing of your mind. That you may prove that which is a good and acceptable and perfect will of Yah. Be ye conformed, be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do we renew our mind? It's submitting, taking, asking him to take our will, our desires, and make it his. That means simply submitting yourself to the laws, statutes, and commandments of Yah. The same ones that Abraham obeyed the same ones Isaac obeyed the same one Jacob obeyed they were pleasing unto Yah that's why you see throughout scripture that they are constantly named the sons of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the seed of Abraham Isaac and Jacob Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Constantly, 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 constantly. Because they are the patriarch of righteousness. They are the ones that obeyed the Most High. And when, when the days of our bondage came, the Most High constantly remembers the covenant that it's not because of something we did. It's because of the covenant that he made with them. 
is because of their righteousness. When, 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 um, when Lot went down into Sodom and Gomorrah and the Most High came down, the Most High, look it up, came down, two angels with him, three men. One in the middle was the, was the Most High. Talked to Abraham and Abraham beseeched the Most High for the sake of Lot. And when they went down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of Abraham, those angels took Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah because of Abraham. Look it up. It's in Genesis. Because of Abraham. So our awakening to the Most High's truth is because the true worshiper, Abraham, had a covenant with the Most High. It's because of Abraham's righteousness that the Most High awakens our mind. It's nothing that we did. Nothing that we could do. It's because the faithfulness of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The covenants that he made with them. That he remembers. He sees our struggles. He sees all that we endure in the land of our captivity. And he remembers the covenant. And he awakens our minds and has mercy and we begin to serve him through process of time. Through process of trials, tribulations, hardships. And he Constantly increases our faith. Constantly increases our faith. And then we have children. We teach them, our children those things. He's reestablishing Israel as a nation. Daniel. Third chapter. Starting at 15. Now, if ye be ready, that what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, Sackbutt, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music. Ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. 
But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that Yah that shall deliver you out of my hands? And Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to, to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our almighty Yah, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, even if he don't, even if he don't deliver us, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. We, this is a famous, famous event. Three, they're not children. They're not boys. These are men. I get that. That's just one of the things that just drives me bananas. Hearing people say the he, three Hebrew boys. Three. These were men. These were men, grown men, not boys. That knew who they served. In the Babylonian Empire. Nebuchadnezzar. Do what you want to do. Do we do we have that that intestinal fortitude when those when those times will come to to willing to willingly give up our life to say we're not gonna bow. I don't care what you say, what you're gonna do, you can do what you want to do. We are not gonna bow. Do we have that intestinal fortitude to worship, to continue to worship the true and living Yah? This is, these are examples for us. These are examples for us. Look what happened. Go to verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the Yah, the Almighty of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have charged, changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own Yah. So if you don't know, leading up to this, they was casting, they refused to bow, 
they was cast in the fire and the, the Nebuchadnezzar told them to make it seven times hotter than it, than it ever has been. It was so hot, the people that cast them in there was consumed by the fire. When they cast them in, Nebuchadnezzar back here looking into the fire and he says, uh, excuse me, didn't we cast three people in there? One of the soldiers said, yeah, we did. Um, why do I see four? And they all walking around in there and the fourth one, this is, this is, this, this is the power of the almighty to let you know who's in the fire. You're a heathen king. The Most High wants glory for himself. So he let Nebuchadnezzar see that the fourth one in there is like the son of the living Yah. Yehoshua. Yehoshua. Went in the fire. Quenched the fire. And when they came out, they wasn't even smelling like smoke. <laughs> like my, like my, like my, my grandmother, my grandfather, my father. Who would not serve a y'all like this? But we struggle. We 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 set up we set up things in our minds that go directly against who the Almighty is. We set up these images. It doesn't really take a physical image to worship a false god. When you refuse to obey his law, statutes, and commandments that he has set up for his people Israel, when you refuse, make excuses, the law was done away with. That's just for Israel. You're rejecting the Almighty. You're rejecting the Almighty. Yehoshua said, I come not to destroy the laws or the prophet, but I come to fulfill. He said, not one jot or one tittle shall pass from the law. He was the, he is and was the physical, excuse me, physical manifestation of the law. I told you before, the law is a living, it is him. The law is him. What do you think when he when he's established literally established the second covenant that has not been established yet? I will put my law in their inward parts and write them on their mind. I will be there, y'all, and they shall be my people. That's that's the Ruach Hogadesh, the Holy Ghost. Anybody saying they got the Holy Ghost and not obeying the commandments is lying. Anybody saying they got the Holy Ghost and not obeying the commandments, they're lying. 
It's a contradiction. You're lying on the most high. He that says, I know Yah and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Look up the scripture. It's there. Timothy, Peter, one of those two. Maybe John. First or second John. You're lying. You ain't, you have a spirit, but not the spirit of Yah. That's how that go. You got a spirit, but not the spirit of Yah. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Now, this is going to be. Oh, the other scripture I want you all to write is Deuteronomy under underneath Exodus 20 and 1 through 5. Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter, verse 6. Right. Okay, Matthew 4th chapter, we're going to go first 1 through 4, um, and I'm, I'm going to reference a scripture where, where he states something. Okay, let's go. Matthew 4th chapter, verses 1 through 4. Then Jehoshua let, let up. Was then was Yehoshua led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And then the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the son of Yah, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yah. He was quoting Deuteronomy 8th chapter, verse 3. Also, reference, but precept, Luke, the fourth chapter, verse 8. Now, uh, 5 through 11. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the son of Yah, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jehoshua said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt Yahweh thy Almighty. Again, 
the devil taking them up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Yehoshua, then said Yehoshua unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship Yahweh thy Almighty, and him only shalt thou serve. That reference Exodus 20, 1 through 5. We already read that. Exodus 20, 1 through 5. Then the devil delivered, let then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. That minister means serve. Or administer means service, to do service. Or, in this case, they worshiped him. That's, that's definitely a mistranslation. Because it gives you a different connotation if you use the word minister, which makes you think about they're preaching unto him. But they, the word minister is a byword, or not byword, but it's a, uh, it comes from another word, administer, or to serve. And to serve means to worship. It's a, it's a, they worshiped him. That's what that was. That's what actually happened. That's what it actually means. They worshiped him. The angels worship the Most High. They don't minister unto him. They administer unto him. They give him what he desires, what he wants. He does. They do service. They obeisance themselves. They do obeisance to him. Mark, Mark 7 and 7, just about done here. Mark 7 and 7. Reference Matthew 15 and 9. Reading Mark 7 and 7. How be it? In vain do they worship me. In vain do they worship me. Teaching for doctrine. The commandments of men. So if you teach in anything. If you teach in anything. Outside the commandments, outside the laws, statutes, and commandments, and judgments of the Most High, which is the word of Yah, 
which is the law of Moses, which is the Torah. You're worshiping in vain. You're not worshiping the true and living Yah. I'm going to do one more and just give you the scripture, the last scripture, but I'm going to read one more because it's, it's kind of long. Let's go to John, the fourth chapter. John, the fourth chapter. This is going to be the last one. And I'm just going to give you the last scripture to search for yourself. Okay. John, the fourth chapter, starting in verse 7. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Yehoshua saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat, to buy food. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Hebrew askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Israelites the Yehudim have no dealings with the Samaritans. Yehoshua answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of Yah and who it is that said to thee, Give me to drink, thou, would has, thou wouldest have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? She didn't understand what he was talking about. What was he talking about? What was he talking about? <laughs> Ruach Kodesh, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Bantus call it Moana Simi, Moana Simi, the Holy Ghost, the Ruach Kodesh, living water. Art thou? Greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle. Jehoshua answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well 
of water springing up unto eternal life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jehoshua said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jehoshua said unto her, Thou hast said well. I have no husband, for thou hast five husbands, and he whom thou now hath is not thy husband. In that saith thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our father worshipped. Here you go. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jehoshua saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We, the Israelites, we, the tribe of Judah, the kingdom of Judah, We know what we worship. For salvation is of Judah. Salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. For Yah is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now I said I wouldn't go, go here, but I, I have to. Romans the seventh chapter. Because this is going to explain exactly what Yehoshua was talking about. Romans the seventh chapter, verse 12. Twelve to fourteen. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just and good, 
the commandment, the law, is holy. So why would he do away with a, a, a holy thing? He would better do away with himself. He cannot deny himself. That's what would happen if he did away with the law. He would literally deny himself. He can't deny himself. Read, read John the first chapter. Read John the first chapter. In the beginning was the word and the word was with Yah and the word was Yah. Was then that which is good made death unto me. Yah forbid. But sin that it might appear sin. Working death in me by that which is good. That sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual. The law is spiritual. They that worship Yah must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if you want to worship, become a true worshiper, you got to keep the law, statutes, and commandments of Yah. There ain't no way around it. Skip down to verse 22. For I delight in the law of Yah after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members O wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death I thank Yah through Yehoshua HaMashiach our Almighty so then with the mind I myself serve the law of Yah but with the flesh the law of sin this is Paul this, this is the same Paul that so many people say wrote against the law that Paul said uh, uh, you don't got to keep the law Paul said you got to Ain't nowhere in Paul's writings. People don't know how to rightly divide a word of truth. Don't know how to rightly divide a word of truth. Paul became a true worshiper after his encounter with Yehoshua Hamashiach. He, he was raised in the law. That's all he knew. That's all he knew. But he was he was his he was mentally blinded because he was raised in the midst of Pharisees. 
Now, that's a whole different conversation because the Pharisee wasn't really Israelites. That's a whole different conversation. But he was, he was, he was, he, he's an Israelite, born of the seed of Benjamin, a Pharisee, scholar of the law, and was on his way to persecute the believers in Yehoshua Hamashiach. Law keepers that served Yehoshua went to persecute him and was struck down by Yehoshua. And Yehoshua was like, don't you know, you can't fight against me. Don't you know it's hard to get, hard to kick against the pricks? You can't fight against me. That's what he. That's what. That's what he was saying. Yehoshua was telling him. And once he had that encounter, this is something that takes place all through Scripture, whether you realize it or not. It happened to. It happened to every one of the patriarchs in one form or another. They had a personal encounter with the most high. If we want that connection that they had, we have to have a personal encounter with the most high. The most high has to reveal himself to you. And we got some modern day Paul's or Saul, same thing, living among us today, before his conversion. Before his conversion. Modern day. Modern day Pharisees. Calling themselves Israelites, but are actually the seed of Esau. Calling themselves Israelite, but they're actually the seed of Esau. They're not white. They're black. If we want to become true worshipers, we got to show ourselves, study to show ourselves approved unto Yah. Study to show thyself approved unto Yah. A workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You want to be a worshiper? You got to keep the law, statutes, and commandments of Yah through Yehoshua Hamashiach. To Yah be the glory. 